You're listening to WYDG Gaming Radio. Hello, Mr. Tyler. Going down. One plays poker and the other's addicted to expired peanut butter. Welcome back to Twig. Uh, I'm Proxy. I'm the one who's addicted to expired peanut butter. And I don't know how to play poker. <laughs> oh, that's because I'm the one that plays poker. Oh, damn it. You know how to play uh, poker? You know what? <clears throat> huh? You know how to play poker? Yeah. Texas oh. Hold'em and um, five card. I know the basics. <laughs> I don't know anything. Uh, yeah, Corey and I used to play a lot. Is it, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, on a gaming note, though, my, my father, I remember growing up, when I was growing up, he used to play a lot, and I mean a lot, of online spades. Oh, God. Not poker, just online spades. <laughs> How the fuck do you even play spades? I wish I could remember at this point. I don't remember anymore. Granted, every goddamn card game there is has eight different names. So yeah. I oh God. probably well, start playing be like, if oh, this. If you've ever played hearts, it's the same game as oh, spades okay. instead of hearts. Oh, yes, I, I know so how to play spades then. I used to love hearts. I, if you ask me how to play it now, it would be like... Yeah, I for, completely forgot. But I learned for a while because he used to... It was uh, 2v2. So it was like you and your partner in a chat room with like two other people mm-hmm. and you're all playing against each other and talking Sick. shit. Yeah. That was actually my first exposure to um, texting shorthand. Oh. G2G, GG. BRB. Um, yeah, BRB. All that kind of like a lot of it is stuff that isn't even used anymore. You suck. Yeah. <laughs> People still use GG, but like ironically, DTF. Mm. <laughs> All the grandmas, grandmas playing hearts. Do you remember uh, POS, parent over shoulder? No, piece of shit. Ah, so we use POS a lot on the days of AIM. When, you know, every family had one computer in the house and it was in a centralized computer room. Oh, yeah. Where you could make sure your child was not accessing the internet without adult supervision. Oh, see, yeah. Oh, we didn't have that shorthand yet. Oh, so this is back the good old days where you could go to Nick.com or AOL keyword Nick. <laughs> AOL keywords. I, never... I just vomited a little. Yeah. I, yeah, I heard. I uh, I once installed, for no reason other than curiosity... On my old Windows 8 laptop, I installed AOL, like, 7 for no reason other than I was like, I wonder what this feels like now. It's not good. In, like, 2013, it didn't feel good at all. It did start up with the, welcome, you've got mail, because I made a new, like, AOL account to do it, and you immediately get, like, the sign-up email, and I was just like, wow, I am suddenly nine years old again. Oh my god, the good old like I remember how old I was when we when I got my first email address because mm-hmm. it was you know you remember the good days of putting it in like you're going to put your username and then your age and like the year oh, you yeah. were born yeah yeah because that's how my first one was generated yep yeah time mine, warp eighty seven at aol dot com I that's awesome I mine, was Merrill nine twenty five I don't remember what my first one was but I remember my mom walking me through it because I think I was about nine. And at the time, when you had an AOL Kids account, it was like, okay, if you're not sure what you want your screen name to be, have just, you know, tell us some things about yourself, like some qualities you have. And then like, it'll suggest. Are you fun? Are you 
cute? Do you like games? Do you like books? And you then like it older would, men. And then it would make it, yeah. And like looking back now, it's like that's so creepy. And especially where I remember being on an AOL Kids account and I could get into the regular chat rooms. That's not great. <laughs> oh boy. You know, it's it's weird thinking about how much things have changed mm-hmm. in that short amount of time. Really, mm-hmm. I remember less like about ten years ago. When I had a BlackBerry, and oh God, I remember best. driving through Manchester back when I was with the Evil X, driving through Manchester in the backseat of her father's car, and seeing a factory that had their website in big old letters on top of the building. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, wouldn't it be cool to create an app for a BlackBerry that could, like you could take a picture of that and it would recognize the web URL and bring you to that website?" <laughs> Fast forward to 2019 with Google I/O. Oh yeah, and the fast assistant. forward to now where like I could scan a credit card and have like all the information that goes along with. Yeah, it's insane. Or even like I did that today actually. <laughs> you Same. Can, you can just say, "Hey, phone, I need you to do something for me real quick," and it'll do it. That's crazy. I remember my mind being blown when we moved to a new neighborhood and we finally were able to get DSL instead of dial-up because we didn't have it in our old neighborhood. We finally got DSL and I was like, I don't have to use AOL to get the internet anymore. I can just like open AIM and it works. My mind was blown. It was crazy. I remember the, like, the hell's that game? I just lost it. Now I want to say Animal Crossing. Neopets. <laughs> yeah, Neopets. My Neopets name, Phantom Slayer 132. I had probably. I still remember it, but I can't get into that account anymore. Shame. I have probably like 15 Neopets accounts because even now, every few years, I'm like, Neopets was cool. And then I start up and I'm like, ah, this, isn't, this actually isn't fun and it's all 12 year olds and I'm almost 30. I Maybe shouldn't be doing this. it's time to take off the nostalgia glasses and put on the skepticals. Have you met Sarah? She only wears nostalgia glasses. That's true. That's why I like Sonic the Hedgehog so much. Unless That's she's fair. being dapper, then she puts on the skeptical monocle. The one skeptical? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so before I trail off too much, Morgan, what have you been playing this last week? Uh, I have one extra game to add to my list from last week. Okay. That's because Rage 2 came out. Yep. Oh, how? Tell me of your adventures <clears throat> without spoiling anything, if you can. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> it, no, like, it's not great, but it's not bad. Does it feel like it wants to be Borderlands? Kind of, yeah. the vibe that I got from the trailer. It wants to be Borderlands. <clears throat> it's way too fucking dark. There's no brightness settings. So, like, Bethesda was like, so, yeah, this is what we're giving you. Oh, boy. Um, the battle systems, the f- mechanics to it are really tight. They're pretty cool. Um, it It's very freeform, however you want, because it's in the first first notion of the game. It's a shooter at its core. But you also gain, like, these powers and shit, so you can kind of, like up your ante when it comes to battling other people, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of driving around. So like they try to Mad Max it a little. So they give you like a vehicle with guns and shit, but there's not enough content to it. Like I'm almost done the game and I got it on Monday. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And like, there's a ton of side missions to do, but they're not imperative. I mean, it's probably just weird to me because, like, you've 
been getting quite a handful of new games lately, and usually it's like, yeah, I've barely scratched the surface, not, yeah, like, I bought it this week and I'm almost done. That's me with Days Gone. Yeah, you've put hours into Days Gone yeah. and you're like a fraction of the way through. Yeah, like, I was playing Days Gone up until about 7.30 Monday night before I went to go pick up Rage 2 at 8. And I I thought I was like three quarters of the way through the game. I'm like halfway through the game of Days Gone. Yeah. And I'm still like really into it. I haven't played it much this current week because I've been playing Rage and I just realized how fast of a game this is going to be. Yeah. Am I disappointed that I bought it? No, because it's still a good game. Are there things that I would like to change about it? Absolutely. Mainly the, the brightness. brightness. Yeah. I had to literally, I like, I was playing during the day in my living room with the lights on. I had to turn all the lights off, close my shades, brighten up my TV, like change its display settings, and then close the roommate's door because there was sunlight coming through. Oh my God. And I couldn't see inside of a dark <clears throat> area. And a lot of this game focuses on being in dark areas. Yeah. It's, it, I feel like it becomes like, a problem it's not just like oh i'm so immersed right. it's like, like i literally can't see what like, i'm doing i was looking for something and luckily the only time like the only time you see stuff is when you need it so like they it blinks red when you oh, need good. a certain item yeah so luckily i saw a blinking red but if they didn't blink red or anything like that mm -hmm. I, I, you would have yeah it would have been okay well i guess i missed it i guess i'll just go fuck myself but like you also look for like certain chests and the chests don't blink red or anything you gotta just find them yeah luckily i have a perk in the game now where it's like a gps essentially mm -hmm. to the the closest chest so yeah like I, it gives you a signal it's so funny like the juxtaposition of like a game like spider-man where there's like 20 different accessibility options yeah and this one, there's none. And there's none. The only accessibility option for a Rage as of right now is subtitles. Is subtitles. Yeah. And, and even then, they're not great. Oh, God, that's the worst. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I, I think, mean, honestly, the like the darkness and all that of the game has really pulled me out of the story. I couldn't even tell you what the story is about right now. Yeah. Like, I tried to explain to Al what Rage was about. And I was like, well, it's a sequel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> the first one, I can vaguely give you a rough understanding of what it was about. Yeah. I but... honestly, like, while I still like playing it, Bethesda and Id kind of dropped the ball a little bit. Yeah. Would it have been so Story difficult wise. to just put in a brightness thing or yes. perhaps update the game a little bit? I mean, hopefully they'll get, like, I, I say hopefully, but like, hopefully they get enough complaints about it that they add yeah. one in a patch. Because it really, it's not that hard. You just go into the code and you go, darkness, okay, instead of eight, five. Right. Well, Really like, easy. The crazy thing, too, is, like, most games now have an HDR setting mm -hmm. for, if you have, like, a PS, uh, PS Pro. Yeah. You high high density resolution mm -hmm. or high def definition resolution, either way. Whatever it is. It's, like, 4K. Yeah. It, they don't even have that setting. Weird. Like display settings is just depth of field. Huh. Which is nice because like you can change the depth of field. So like you can see 120 meters mm -hmm. game meters away. Yeah. Or you can change it so you don't see that far. Like. Yeah. That's which so weird. does affect like your graphical input. But like. It's. Yeah. Meh. 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 Just meh. Ow. 
But, um, yeah, so I, I've been playing Rage all week, <laughs> kind of now just to, like, get it done. Yeah. Get it done, get what I can. I was going to, like, completionist it and try and get all everything in it, but... I think I think you'll beat it once, and then you'll sit on it for, like, six months, and there'll be an update where you can change the brightness, or it'll be improved, and you'll go back to it and be like, this game's actually great. Right. Or, yeah. Well, I, I want to... <laughs> you'll go like, this is what it's supposed to look like. I want to <laughs> upgrade to the PS Pro anyway, so, like, hopefully yeah. it'll come up with some HDR settings. Mm-hmm. I am giving it the benefit of doubt that it's only been out for less than a week, so, like... I'd, it needs time to patch. I'd love and... to say that games should release finished, but like that's not the world we're it's living in right now. It's not even realistic for game companies anymore. It's they're not... like, do you know how long that would take us? Yeah, right. it's not the world that we live in right now. Well, and even that, like right before we started recording, I was reading patch notes on Days Gone. Yeah, and like they they fixing bugs that they didn't see in right. initial testing and certain bugs, and they actually added a couple missions because of this patch. Oh, so like it's. It's one of those things. Yeah, because, I mean, there's one game company that I've ever known that has waited till a game was complete to release in recent years, and that Blizzard. Yeah. And that's really before the... I can't say before the merger with Activision, because they kind of did that to save themselves. Yeah. But... Uh, well, who's the one doing um, cyber, I mean, Cyberpunk? Oh, yeah, CD Projekt Red. CD Projekt Red. They're uh, they're, they're very good at it. For, yeah. And even if their game isn't finished... When they bring out more stuff for it, it's a whole extra game to add to your game. Oh, yeah. Like, look at The Witcher 3. It's insanity. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Blood and Wine. That was an entire literally game. an entire game. That was 60 gigs. That's how it should be. And like, it wasn't just 60 gigs of, like, stuff. Detail. It was 60 gigs of solid story. On an opinion note. Yeah. Companies like CD Projekt Red producing something like The Witcher, as compared to, say, Blizzard producing Overwatch. Very different games, very different amount of content involved. Do you think that the game industry needs to start adapting and evolving as time goes on to make it so that, say, you'd end up paying more money for something like a CD Projekt Red title, knowing that, A, you're going to get a lot of DLC down the road, and B, they've spent like 10 years working on this, compared to having it be the same price as something that drops like, you know, Minecraft Xbox five edition. Absolutely not. No, no, because it's still technically it's still the same amount of effort. It's just, they decided to take the longer time to produce a game. I think I agree with you, but I think we'll say the Witcher three, because we're talking about yeah. it and it has a bunch of DLCs and it has one that's an entire new game. So we'll say the Witcher three is $60. The DLC is, I don't know, 20 Maybe. Roughly. I think that's fair. I think games that are releasing unfinished and they know that they're unfinished and that there's going to be day one patches, day five patches, day 13 patches. Year two patches. Free DLC. Year 20 patches. I think all that should be cheaper. I totally understand that they put in the same amount of effort, but if you're still going to put out all this stuff and put out DLC every like couple months or every six months or whatever... But you're releasing to me an unfinished game. If it was 40 instead of 60 when it comes out, and then you're charging me 20 bucks per DLC, eventually well, yeah, it that, evens that out. The thing is if okay, so we'll go back to the the juxtaposition between we'll say Overwatch and Witcher series, any of them. Two, three, you know, whatever. Right. Uh if you spent more time on a game to produce it and all that stuff, and it comes out at $60 and you're still adding shit. That should be like a $5 DLC. I don't care how big it is. 
I mean, I can see like with games like we'll say like Fallout Three had was it five expansions? Yeah, twenty dollars, forty dollars a pop. Mm. They eventually started bundling them in sets of two. Yeah, well, you could also buy the season pass initially right. for sixty. But games like that, where Fallout Three was a complete game in itself, yeah. And then the DLCs, I wouldn't say necessarily give you like an entire game's worth of experience, but they are a separate experience. Yeah. It's not so much like I released this game, and if you want the season pass, then eventually you can have the rest of the game. Yeah, right? that's it's like here's extra it's stuff. A, yeah, the, it's, it's you go ahead. It's like um like Fallout Three and Oblivion. A couple, I don't know all of Oblivion's DLC. I've only had them for a couple years, so I've never gotten to play any of them. But like Shivering Isles, you literally go somewhere else. Fallout Three, um, all of the DLC except for Broken Steel, you go somewhere else, and it has its own story. So it's like that's worth twenty bucks, because it's not like I'd buy a DLC to fix my game. <laughs> I had to buy a five dollar DLC so that Fallout Four would work better, <laughs> or so oh, I could no. get better items for a building. My my whole thing about like well, well, not even DLC included, but like patches and all that stuff now is. We are, all three of us are coming from a veteran gaming mm. situation where we're used to games coming out and that's it. Yeah. We're used to, Alan, please add details. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean though? Yeah. Like, yeah. We're not, a lot of the time we go into a game and we see patch one, patch 90, you know, whatever patch we're on or DLC this, DLC that. We go into it being like, what, they couldn't fucking finish it in the first place? But we don't think about the generational issues. Mm-hmm. the The software is getting more complex, and it's it's not even that it's complex and that it's harder to work with. It's just it takes a lot longer. I mean, you know, just with editing stuff, that it takes longer to render something. It mm-hmm. it takes longer to develop something now. While it's it's easier for them to do it, they also want to expand on that and push it to its max you know yeah. what i mean i mean i have no issue with patches yeah, i, I well, don't even, even have even dlc though because like sometimes we'll have d- new story dlc that's working with new software mm-hmm. even it could still be we'll it could still be unreal 4 unreal 4 engine you know whatever but it's working on a new version of the unreal 4 engine and so like a you'll get the patch so it runs better on mm-hmm. it and then b you'll get the dlc that is running off of that instead initially and it looks better and it it has more story to it or it's like i'm sure like when you write or when you think of something to film it's like okay i have this idea i'm gonna write it down i'm gonna film it i'm gonna do whatever and then like two days three days later like oh shit i should add this Mm -hmm. or i could branch off from this Mm -hmm. i'm gonna put my time in this so like dlc is like when you pay for DLC, a lot of time, even if it's planned, a lot of time it's planned post them finalizing a game. Mm-hmm. So that DLC is essentially paying them for creating a second story mm-hmm. or creating a new person. You know, like I'll give it to like we'll take Overwatch again. Overwatch has not charged for a single character. Yeah. The only thing you ever pay for is new costumes, which, whatever. That's yeah, cosmetics design is cosmetics. Right, it's cosmetics. <clears throat> like, that's your own deal. And, like, even bringing it to, like, the Witcher series, yeah, the the DLC Blood and Wine 
because that's the biggest one that they have out of, I think they only had three DLCs. The first two DLCs were free on Jump Street. Like, yeah. They were like, okay, so here's The Witcher 3. Also, we're coming out with two DLCs that are 30 gigs a piece. So those are like another 40, 50 hours each. Yeah. And they're free. And then in a couple months, we're going to come out with Blood and Wine. Blood and Wine is a 60 gig game that should essentially be The Witcher 4. Yeah. That's $20. Still better than New Vegas. Absolutely. Worst expansion pack I ever paid for. New Vegas. The DLCs were like $10, $12 a piece when they first came out. And the deal, uh, people have said the DLCs are the best part of New they, Vegas. They are, absolutely. <laughs> I've, I've played through the DLCs. The DLCs on New Vegas are amazing. The initial story game, it fucking blows. Mm. And, Garbage. And, and like for you, like you, <clears throat> like with Fallout 4, you had to buy a DLC to make it work better. Yeah. But that DLC also added additional content that made you play longer. It did. Again, you know. that They got me. It worked. <laughs> Congratulations, you win. I've bought Nuka Cola, Nuka Cola. I've bought Nuka World like five times, and it's because it works every be- time. It's probably one of the best ones. Oh, it's easily like one of my favorite DLCs I've ever played. Yeah, but like I, I don't know. It's just I have a love hate for DLCs because when I buy something, I have to buy it all because I like to have it all. I, I spent $100 on Mortal Kombat 11. I've played it three times. Yeah, I don't know why you did that. <laughs> because I got the season pass that I would have bought eventually anyway. And yeah. it, I saved like $2, but still. And I got the steelbook out of it. For me, it's not a big issue because I make enough money that I can afford it. Mm-hmm. I just had an idea of what we can do with all your steelbooks. That, the, the magnetic knife strip that we've never used for knives. We can hang it right above the the shelf that we keep the games on right there. And it would be really nice. Okay. Now I've tested it with a couple of games that I didn't care about one way or another. Like, um, what is the uh, call of duty ghosts, mm-hmm. which, you know, really to be fair, no one cares about. Yeah. Um, just to make sure that having the disc in the case being on a magnet wouldn't, wouldn't damage it, destroy my games. And it's been fine. Yeah. So. It doesn't. But not, um, not the days of old media. It's laser etched at this point. I know. I still, for the longest time, I still thought that a tiny magnet would ruin my phone. And it's like. It's all solid state now. There's no moving parts. Anymore. Yeah. Right. The fact that we're still using standard hard drives and computers is mind boggling. And we're working our way out of it. But. Yeah. We're all just going to run on flash drives. Just plug it right into your temple and just go. Ideally. Uh, anyway. Coming off of that tangent, unless either of you have anything else to no, add. No, because I lost my train of thought. Okay. Oh, sorry. It's it's all good. You got really steamy, um, so it's probably for the best. No, I wasn't getting steamy. I was just trying to put, prove a point. <laughs> you did. That oh, DLC no, is worth. Oh, just to finalize it, I make enough money, so it doesn't bother me. But if I decide not to buy a, a game season pass, I know eventually I will. Yeah. And the se- well, that and the season passes are generally cheaper than buying them individually. Oh yeah. I'd rather spend yep. $40 on a season pass than spend the 60 on well, even just three DLCs. Yeah. That That's it. That, that's that's all I'm going to say, or else I'll go even on it. <laughs> we could do a whole nother. This will be episode. Tangent episode by Morgan. Finally, for once, it's not me. This will be this will be <laughs> the episode DLC. <laughs> the you DLC have, you have you have to uh, subscribe to Patreon. our Patreon, but you're going to make one extra tier. That's $20 just to hear me rant. What if 
every week. What if once a month we put out a DLC episode for Patreon? $5? <laughs> yes. No, I just I don't want to go above the $2 tier. It's just all of our Five all of our videos for one episode. <laughs> Bitch, who do you think I am? $25 a month will get you half an episode and you can for another $5 you'll get the uh, rest of the episode uncensored. What if it was like you get you can order the podcast with just Morgan's audio? <laughs> For an extra $10, you get the Sarah DLC. That would put more would work add. on you. It definitely would. It wouldn't. Unless it we, was automatically recording on three separate tracks, which I should probably do. If Yeah, if we recorded on separate tracks, it, that actually wouldn't be that difficult, right? You just Right. Like, I would boop. just separate them and export them separately. That would be yeah, terrible. But then, of course, then you get the proxy, proxy DLC. gets mad at us, he could just take out all of our <laughs> input from a whole episode. It's just me talking to myself. <laughs> for an hour and a half. You can buy Proxy the Podcast. For only twenty five ninety nine, proxy no context. Yeah, proxy no context. For an extra twenty five dollars, you can get the Sarah DLC. <laughs> for thirty dollars, you could get the Morgan DLC, or you could pay forty five dollars to get the collector's edition season pass steelbook. Yes, <laughs> but it's, it's podcast really, steelbook. It's really just tinfoil. No, it's, it's like just a sheet of tinfoil that says thanks. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like a literal hunk of steel. That's like really heavy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Clunk. Uh, the Brotherhood of Steelbooks. Oh my yes. God, I hate you. I know. Okay, uh, so okay, aside so. from Rage 2 and my <laughs> tangent, uh, I played Days Gone. I got to a really chunky part, really like, not chunky, but meaty part of the game that... The big chungus level? Yeah, which makes me now look at it and think I'm ha only halfway through. Mm. Um, a lot of stuff happened and I haven't played it since Monday. So I think I'm going to play that tomorrow. No, tomorrow's D and D. Yep. Tomorrow night. <laughs> and then I was playing the Sims four today. Yep. I spent a total of $70. Yeah. Excuse me. On the Sims four. Oh no. I, well, they, okay. So they have this new bundling program where you get an expansion a stuff pack, which is like laundry day. Okay. Well, so it's like added shit. Okay. So there's expansion packs, which is items, haircuts, clothing, and a neighborhood. You get a, a game pack, which is usually like a plot line and haircuts and clothes and a neighborhood and house stuff. And then there's expansions, which is usually just stuff like right. haircuts and houses and clothes. items. Yeah. In clothes. So I bought Strangerville, Vampires, Get Famous. Yep. And Laundry Day. Yep. So that's, they all pertain to me except for Laundry Day. See you there under things tumbling. Yeah. Want to say love your hair. Here I go. Tumbling. Hey, with this freeze ray. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will stop, stop the, the world. Uh, anyway. That's it. That's all I played. That, okay. I yeah. can't get into a further tangent. I'm going to lose my voice if I talk any longer. <laughs> okay. It's okay. It's okay. Sarah, what have you played this week? I played a lot of Sims 4. Uh, Weird. Yeah, completely unusual. I'm starting to get to the point of like really liking a game where I've played it so much that now I'm starting to peter out on it. And I'm like, I don't really want to play this so much anymore. Oh, no. Like, I don't get home at the end of the day, and I'm like, I immediately have to play The Sims. So I'm starting to get to that point, which always sucks, because it's like... It'll come back in a week. Between us, we've spent a lot of money on The Sims 4 now. 
like a month ago from from a month ago to now and it's like i want to make it worth it um and then today i started a new skyrim file for uh i think this is like the 17th game that i've started anew because <sighs> i i'm out of stuff except for dlc on my other character that i've gotten pretty far with and i just don't feel like doing it so I started a new file. I started a new Switch profile so I could start a new file without fucking up my other one. And I started a Dark Elf, which I never really play as anymore because I always go Khajiit because I go very sneak-based. and Because Khajiit is where it's at, period. Yeah. And I usually am like, I wish my magic was better. And then dark elves are like okay with magic and being sneaky so i was like what if i go fairly magic based because if i'm powerful enough in magic i don't really need to sneak around so much i don't spend a Which lot of time because like maybe your khajiit's dummy thick yeah the clap of its ass cheeks keeps alerting the guards <laughs> like i don't spend so much time sneaking around anymore because i'm so powerful in my other game so it's like maybe I can just be really strong in magic and like pretty good with a bow so that no matter what, I'm good. So I'm going to try that. But I had my first game crash on the Switch today. I got oh. out of Helgen and I got almost to Riverwood because that's the first place that you really go. And it just crashed. And I was like, I didn't know this could happen on the Switch. It's never happened before. Oh, no. It's really weird. That's it for me, though, I think. Oh. What did you play? Okay, so I had a week. Yeah. Um, I mean, we started off with our stream for Monday night playing Dragon's Crown. Yeah. Um, Booby Simulator. Yep. Uh, Mark came over on Tuesday, and we got to play Persona 5 Yeah. for a good long while. Yeah. <laughs> because it doesn't like to let you save when you're still in the beginning stages of the game, yeah. which was... Like, I had a great time playing it. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't frustrated or upset with, this, like, anything going on. Just, I wish the game would have let us heck and save. Right. I didn't get a chance to come back because, like, we went to bed and, I like, it just, Twitch just wasn't working. So I was like, fine, whatever. And then I noticed on the Discord, it wasn't until almost midnight that you got to finally save the game. And I was like, wow, yep. I'm kind of glad I didn't because I'm tired. I mean, it was really good. And I'm, he was saying that from here on where we're at in the game, it'll let you save whenever. It's just up until that initial first point. It mm. was like, how about you don't save the game? That's how they get you to commit to three hours. Yeah. <laughs> if they got to get you to commit until the point when you can't put the game down. Yeah. Like when it gets real good. Yeah. They got to introduce the, the actual plot. Yeah. They got to keep you sucked in for an entire end game. Yeah. Just I for was the intro. Glad that he said it. Mark said at the at the start that you don't need to know the other games in order to understand this one. Because I was yeah. like, I was about to be like, I'm not going to know anything that's happening. But as long as it's a whole different thing, yeah, hey, I'm it's, good. it's basically like Final Fantasy in that right. Yeah. or the Tales games where their own their own like self contained universe that kind of runs on similar rules to the other one, mm -hmm. other games. But you don't have to have played. One, two, three, or four, which I have three and four. They're good. Yeah. They're long. I mean, I've heard. Shin Megami Tensei games are just, they're very good, but they are very, you have to love yourself some JRPG <laughs> to really get into it because they are JRPG to the extreme. Yeah. There's a lot of dialogue. So like, like, like it's are, not for me to play. They are the middle ground between the tactical fighting of a game like Tales and the visual novel end of an actual visual novel. Mm -hmm. um, but while he was here playing Persona 5 
And I had mentioned that wouldn't it be cool if they did a like an app for your phone where you hunt demons and whatnot using augmented reality? And he went, oh, they have that. And I went, what? So I tried it. Um, DX2 is the app. And honestly, it's not bad for something that's AR based and not created by Niantic. Yeah, it's it's so it's not location based. Right. It just uses the AR. So you could be I was like in my work at work and loaded up and it's like it'll track solid flat spaces Mm -hmm. so you can like move around the demons and whatnot oh um and i'm assuming there's a a storyline to it but i just went through the tutorial so far of like here's how you befriend a demon and here's how they work for you and there's an option to download the entire codex of demons Hmm. at once so that you're not using data when you find new ones if you're like out and about oh that's nice so yeah so i did that that was a very big download (laughs) but it's in there now yeah and uh, I'm going to – I'll probably have more to say on that next week. Uh, right. Played a little bit of Pokemon Go. Sick. Because I was out and about and had my phone on me. Because why not? Right. So that was pretty cool. Uh, my bag has been very full for a long time. I never thought I'd see myself deleting like 70-something potions. Oh, shit. But when they're taking up so much of my bag inventory, I can't carry more Pokeballs. And yeah. I have – I'm not using them because I have hyper potions and mega potions. Yeah. Like – there's no tomorrow i just didn't need them so uh and then i did dabble a little bit when i booted up the ps3 and i was playing a little bit of silhouette mirage Mm -hmm. and i still need to get everyone together and be like look at this game in all of its glory (laughs) maybe we'll do that tonight and just like play dizies yeah because it's it's very it's a new experience but it's classic Mm because it it is an old game i mean it is a classic it is a classic game uh, I'm sure it's classic and retro feely to someone other than myself because it's very brand new to me because I never heard of working designs until D brought it up. Yeah. Uh, and then the surprise for the week, I played Halo 5. Yay. Yay. It was great. Like I only played probably about an hour because I, I was like, I'm going to play something for a little while while I'm getting ready to go out mm-hmm. and hang with the fam. So... Uh, I popped in, or I didn't pop in, I had it downloaded. So I played some Halo 5, and my god, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I, for, I keep forgetting until I play a Halo game how much I love the franchise and their story. And as soon yeah. as Halsey popped up, I'm like, fuck yeah, Halsey! <laughs> oh yeah, you got one arm now! Halsey! <laughs> like, so much shit happened in that entire franchise. They really need to just call her Dr. Balsey. Because, let's be real, she's made of steel. Wow. The, the fact she's standing there with one arm when you go to save her at the beginning of the game and she like you finally get her from like the covenant basically mm-hmm. and all the aliens that are guarding her are like three feet taller than she is. Jesus. Master Chief and well, not Master Chief. It was uh, Spartan Locke and his crew go in there and like bust everyone down and Halsey's like it's about time you showed up. I showed, sent out a distress call like two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like. What a badass. Amazing. So loved that. Uh, Outside of that, I haven't really played much. It's been mostly just dabbling here and there. Mm. You did the Morgan. I did. Um, (laughs) The end of this week, I've been playing. um, I haven't done a weird social experiment in a long time, so now I'm going to again. Oh, no. I remember when I was living in the apartment by myself Mm -hmm. uh, above Matt that for a while I did... um, the voicemail confessional like the voicemail projects mm-hmm. and then for like six months to a year i got rid of my cell phone and lived only on a tablet yeah so yeah that was, was terrible 
It was terrible for everyone. It was great for me. I could drive places and no one could get a hold of me and it was wonderful. But, you know, then that all got screwy and I was like, you know, I, I do really need a phone. So now I was thinking to myself, man, I really would love to carry my 3DS with me. But it's a huge system. Yes. 3DS XL. It's a huge system. And my front pocket is taken up. I have a wallet in one pocket and my phone in the other pocket. And I don't want to move the wallet to my back pocket because then I'm gonna, my posture's all fucked up. And so, if you have something in your back pocket, it's way more likely to get stolen. Yeah. Especially if you can't feel your butt. And then I was thinking about it. I'm like, I don't carry cash. How much of the cards in my wallet are actually like things I need? And I'm going through and I'm like, I don't really need to have any of these on my person at any given time. So I could just like take most of them, leave them in a wallet, like in my glove box where yeah. they're a little more safe than on my person. Yeah. You know, things like your insurance cards and stuff. Yeah. Like, you I don't should, need those on me. You should have that like in your car or like, where available. you access, but not. Yeah, Maybe like not I'm not going to lock it up in like a safety deposit box, That'd but at the same but. time, like I also don't need it to be attached to me. Right. I was like, I need my ID for buying alcohol or if I get pulled over and. Or for at literally any reason. Right. You and always should have your ID. Debit on or you. credit cards. Yeah. Like, you know, the last thing I want to do is run out of gas and be like, well, there's nothing I can do about it because I don't have cash. You know, it's real weird to hear Sarah say you should always have your ID on you because for the first six years of our relationship, it was like, <laughs> do you have your ID? No, it's fine. Well, for the first couple of years, I didn't have one. And then I had one and I was like, I don't need this literally ever. But since I work in a place where I have to ask people a thousand times a day and a lot mm. of people knowingly knowing that they are going to need it and they never have it on them. I'm like, how did you drive here? You yeah. don't have your license on you. How did you get here? Blows my mind. <laughs> so, yeah. So now I've been trying out the the case that you let me use. Mm. Um, I hope it's pretty pink, I am, pink and dark purple mo- it, like marble is appeasing to you. It really is. It <laughs> feels sturdy. I like it. Oh, yeah. But, um, $10, man. I have. I just found out that I had more rewards points than I thought I had on Amazon. So I, I may have just ordered a case that I can hold my ID in. Um, but today, for the first time in my existence, I did the thing that the kids are doing nowadays, where I put Google Pay on my phone, mm-hmm. and I used it to pay for a thing. Wow. And I felt like James frickin' Bond. <laughs> no, see, I won't do that. Because it just, boop, and there it was. What did you, where were you? Uh, work. Oh, wow. The, the ATMs use it. Oh, and how technology And I was starting to get advanced. the shakes, but I didn't bring any more food with work with me to work. So I was like, I'm going to get a Cliff Bar. Beep. You should keep a jar of peanut butter at your desk. I should. I really should. Mm. And bananas. Yeah. Well, um, don't keep those at your desk. They'll go bad. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been I've been trying the life of not having a wallet on me. And Some people live their life like that. Some people don't even carry their debit card ever, and it, it kind of stresses me out. But like, also, you can survive like that. Or you're like me, and you don't carry a wallet, but you carry all your cards in your back pocket. At all times. Oh, my God. I don't. It's, to... It stresses me out so much. That's That would stress me out more than just having everything on my phone. Mm-mm. And to the argument, there's like two major arguments that I had heard with the whole like why you wouldn't put your cards on your phone. Argument one, if I lose my phone, I've lost everything. Yep. Yeah. Um, but if it's tied to your Google account, you're fine. Which, good luck getting any of my card information off my phone. Yeah. It's a fingerprint unlock or you have to guess my PIN. Right. If you take it out of my wallet, you don't have to guess anything. It's there. Just use it. And, t- you know, in that argument, I would say if anyone takes your wallet, they've equally taken pretty much everything except your ability to call and shut your cards off. Yeah. But, and then the other one was, uh, I mean, there's so many places now that will take the touch yeah, your phone even, here. Even the cafe at my work, 
is like Google Pay, Apple Pay, Samsung yeah. Pay. And I'm like, what the hell? And I was like, well, what about the gas station? It's yeah. crazy. I was like, well, what about my card numbers? I don't just want to have them floating around everywhere. And apparently Google, at least Google Pay, I can't speak for Apple, sets up essentially like a proxy card number. Mm-hmm. So that's the number it uses. And then it just pulls yeah. from whatever card is linked. It's kind of yeah. like PayPal where it's like it tries to be the middleman. You can use PayPal with Google Play because mm-hmm. the bank that we use has undisclosed it. Yeah. will not let you use Google Pay. Yeah, I you use, can't link your account to it. So you can link your account to PayPal and link and then, your PayPal yeah. and it goes – it's like having three middlemen. I have everything go th- – everything online goes through my PayPal and then PayPal goes to my bank. I should have it go to my card and then to my bank, but I don't. The only thing I don't like right now is that I could have it as the lock screen and pay for things that way. I want to make it so I have to unlock my phone Yeah. to do anything. That's ideal. <laughs> but – Anyway, I mean, it's that's yeah. uh, that's my my tech security interesting experiment for the next while. This episode has already been a hell of a ride. It really we have got <laughs> what a roller coaster it is. Meanwhile, I'm having we started recording at like eight. It's eight forty two. Oh, yeah. And now it's time to to tell you guys what's coming up. For and now games. for the last five minutes of the episode. Yeah, the last <laughs> for the rest of the episode, you can buy the season pass for $5.99 <laughs> and get actual gaming news. That would be so bullshit. Uh, do either of you have anything more to add before I drop into games? Negative, out? go. Uh, I survived finals week. <gasps> Congrats. <laughs> I'm going to get drunk tonight. That's yes, what's happening. please do. <laughs> please do. It'll be a grand time. That's what's happening. Uh, so games that are going to be releasing this next week, Tuesday, May 21st, Team Sonic Racing for PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and Assassin's Creed 3 Remake for the Switch. Observation for PS4 and PC, and Resident Evil 1 HD Remake Resident Evil 4, and Resident Evil 0 for the Switch. So now you can poop yourself in the bathroom, where I, it was, where God intended. Team Sonic Racing is also coming out on the Switch. I just apparently forgot to type it up. Okay. <laughs> and then Thursday, or Turd Fay, as some know it, uh, May the 23rd, we'll see the release of Total War Three Kingdoms for PC. Yeah. <sighs> and now here we go, because we're getting close to the end. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's a big list. Yeah, that's the, it's a really long list. You can read it if you want, or I can just... I will a- I will run through it real quick. Great. Games that are leaving Xbox Game Pass in May. Games that left on May 15th, so they're already gone. Bye-bye. Woo, see ya. Uh, Star Wars Force Unleashed 1 and 2, Cosmic Comic Jumper, Mega Man Legacy Collection, and MotoGP. Games that are leaving on May 31st, D4, Dark Dreams Don't Die, Saints Row the 4th, Reelected, DMC, Devil May Cry, Definitive Edition, Jump Jet Rex, Night Squad, Laser League, Layers of Fear, Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, Super Mega Baseball, Extra Innings, Super Time Force, Lego Star Wars, The Complete Saga, the Xbox 360 version, and Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic for the original Xbox. That one is tragic. That is tragic. I started playing KOTOR on the Xbox when we first got it because I was like, hell yeah! And it's like so bad. KOTOR is the whole reason I wanted an Xbox. Yeah! It's the, it was like one of the things where I was like, yeah, we can get an Xbox because then I can play KOTOR. But then I never got KOTOR. I got Halo I, 2. I own it on Steam, too. I don't know why I was like. I still own it on Steam. <laughs> anyway, uh, that being said, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back at you with some gamey things. Huh? Oh, um, yeah, this is an ad. This is definitely. Hi, uh, welcome to the midway point of the show. Uh, I didn't see you come in, but uh, welcome. So... Uh, oh, geez, I probably should have scripted something. Um, so, hey, 
uh, I spent some time and I changed around the way that the Yeah Dude Patreon works because there's so many things asking for your money these days and I'm like, hey, you know, maybe we don't need a whole lot of subscriptions that people pay because, you know, you pay enough. You probably got like the Netflix and the Hulus and the Amazons and the Prime and all sorts of other crazy things. Maybe you pay for YouTube TV. I don't know your life. I don't know your story. All I know is that you're here listening to the podcast and you probably like it. I like it. It's fun. It's a fun thing to do. It's a nice thing to listen to. And sometimes you're like, man, I really want to get closer to that experience. You know what you can do? You head over to our Patreon and you know what you can get? You get like royalty-like treatment for guess what our highest tier is now guess what guess how much guess how much it is two dollars i didn't ask for a dime two dollars cash and for a two dollar monthly contribution to the show you can help us give back to the community because let's face it your two dollars won't help me much but i can help other people your collective monies can help us fund for games and fun activities for the community for well however long we are around for so that being said check out patreon.com backslash yeah dude and do a thing all right maybe uh back to the show you've entered into a world not of sight and sound but of podcasts where gaming news is brought to you by people who may have some relative understanding of what they're talking about. Yeah. This is Twig. I'm going to throw it over to Morgan for <laughs> posterity and news. Yeah, so like Proxy said, this is This Week in Gaming, or Twig, whatever you want to call it. I don't care, as long as you listen to us. Yeah. Uh, this is episode <laughs> 110. We are recording this on Friday, May the 17th. When this hits your earballs, it will be Saturday, May the 18th. It's also episode six if you're counting in binary. I hate you so much. <laughs> so, so much. <laughs> I'm leaving. Anyway, to start off our week, a uh, little Twitch Prime stuff, actually. Yeah. Um, this only kind of pertains to us because we're nerds. It's not actually gaming related, but no, it's but Twitch it's, Prime. It's Twitch Prime related, and Twitch is a gaming yeah. thing and eh, whatever. So, if you subscribe to Twitch Prime, you will also be subscribing to Crunchyroll. You can. Well, you can. Yes. Sorry. So the latest Twitch Prime perk is a free 30-day Crunchyroll premium membership. Uh, if you don't know what Crunchyroll is, it's the anime streaming service. Um, it they, they do current episodes, correct? Like straight from Japan. The day after they come out in Japan, they're yeah. available on Crunchyroll. Yeah. It's actually, they have like everything. And you can use it for free, but there's I, ads every like four minutes. I am hell bent that they're doing this specifically to get me. Yeah, yeah, specifically for me because no, I for five years I paid for Crunchyroll Premium. Yeah, because I love their service and I was watching a lot of anime. Yeah, this last year I ended up canceling my subscription because I was watching a lot less anime. Mm -hmm. I was working a lot more and working on more projects, so I had a lot less time and money <laughs> and money. I needed to cut costs. Yeah, sorry, that's just the way it is. Just the way it is. And you can still watch and things for free. It's just you. Right. Just there's so many ads. There's a lot of ads. <laughs> I can't watch it in full 1080. Oh. Uh, you watch it in 720. Oh. If, well. you want, if you want to use up their bandwidth, you're going to be paying them money. Fair. And I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, now they're like, oh no. Proxy-san has a lift. How do we get him back? They're not actually Japanese. It's well, cul cultural like, appropriation there. I thought it was appropriate. 
No, dicks. that's that's his Italian accent. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> apparently he was doing his Jamaican accent. Actually, what is my uh, what did he what did Static call it? It was like a, Italian something. Italianese. Like, Italianese. That's the one. Thank you. Anyway, either way, so uh, the thirty day pass is available now and will activate after it's redeemed through Twitch Prime. Crunchyroll Premium is usually $7.99 a month, $22.99 for three months, or $79.99 a year. I think I think 80 bucks for a year isn't like crazy. Honestly. That's, that's still kind of pricey, even for it, a service. It is, but imagine like ne- I don't think Netflix has like a yearly price. They don't. But that's what that's how they get you. Nine, nine to twelve that's what, to how fifteen they get you. bucks a month. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you watch a lot of anime, it's probably worth it. That is fair. For me. Not is this <laughs> a one-time deal, or is this going to be every month? Do you know? No, I'm pretty sure this is just, like, right now. And that I don't sucks. know when it Because, is... like, if they were offering this as, like, an every month thing, like, every oh, 30 days... I, I'd be all about it. You claim it. I yeah. Mean, that would just... It would be, like, a perk of, like, getting the games every month. Guess who's watching a lot more anime all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, we could only hope, but I doubt it. Uh, moving on from that, some Sega Genesis Mini stuff. The Sega Genesis... The mini project that I am absolutely excited for. Oh, yeah. Uh, that I am going to hold off on pre-ordering. Yes. I'm not going to pre-order. I'm going to wait <laughs> three weeks for it she to She learns, out. folks. We're going to wait. I we're don't gonna really wait. learn, but I'm going to say I learn. We're going to wait a while, and that's okay. Granted, the game list on this it's just so keeps sick. getting better and better. It really does. Uh, speaking of the game list, uh, Sega has announced 10 more titles for the Genesis Mini, bringing the total games announced to 30 games. Uh, the most recent additions are Mega Man The Wily Wars, which is actually an unknown Mega Man game that mm-hmm. was not released in the US. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Um, Street Fighter 2 Special Champion Edition, which I'm pumped for. Ghouls and Ghosts, which I'm pumped for. Alex Kidd and the Enchanted Castle, I'm pumped for. Beyond Oasis, never played it, but I'm still pumped for it. <laughs> Golden Axe, Fantasy Star 4, The End of the Millennium. I think that might be two games. That yeah, Golden Axe, which I'm pumped for. Fantasy Star 4, The End of the Millennium. Didn't really play the Fantasy Star games, so I'm only kind of pumped for. Sonic the Hedgehog Spinball. I played the shit out of that when I had a Genesis. Mm-hmm. Super pumped for that. Vector Man played the shit out of that. Wonder Boy and Monster World played the shit out of that. Yep. You know what that list means? I'm just pumped for this whole thing. Yeah. I want to buy it right now. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, we, we can still wait like a month and then it'll be $40. Yeah, there are still 10 titles that Sega has yet to announce and likely will be for the Genesis September 16th release date. I foresee them announcing it in the next month, to be fair. Yeah, who knows? But I, yeah, so it's going to be a 40 title system. Yeah. Which, Just based on the yeah. fact that there's Sonic 1 and 2. I don't remember what the other one, what the other games it are was, that uh, they announced so far. Robotnik's Bean Machine. Yeah. And now Spinball. Like, like, just Sonic 1 and 2. Even though I've purchased those games in various forms probably 10 times over, just it having Sonic 1 and 2 means we will be buying one of these. I don't care. I, it will happen. It's just I'm okay waiting patiently for it to go down in price because we know how this works. We also know how I work. I'm not patient whatsoever. I know. It's only $80. I know. Just I like, mean, technically, I could put like $10 down a week and I'd still have time for it to come out. That's fair. I won't, but. You could. I could. Either way. 
That's cool. I'm super pumped. They have 10 more games to announce. And then someone has a couple months to get one early release and crack it. Yeah. Um, Moving on from there, uh, Nintendo Switch Online stuff. So Nintendo is offering Nintendo Switch Online users the opportunity to buy a pair of game vouchers for $99.99, which can be redeemed on the Nintendo eShop for two full price games. Uh, I can confirm this because I was sent the email by Nintendo Switch Online. Yep. Uh, the vouchers can only be used on a select list of games, which will be linked in the show notes. There were way too many games. And can be used to pre-order games before they release. Yep. Uh, some of the games on the list are priced at $49.99, so the best way to get the value for the two vouchers is to buy two $59.99 games, which would equal to $120. That would save you $20 on games. Yeah. So it, it's it's kind of a it's just a ploy for them to get you to spend your money and not pay attention to the price of the games. It is. Because like if say you want Minecraft on the Switch which is $50 mm-hmm. and you want Mario Odyssey which is $60, you're not saving any money. Yeah. You're you're saving the penny and even then not really. Because they're like 39.99 or 49.99 and Fifty nine ninety nine. So yeah. like you're still, or you'd be saving like ten bucks at, at most. Yeah, but like if you, when you look at the list, it's, I think the web the list on Nintendo has the prices. You could easily be like, I could pre order Super Mario Maker two, and get another sixty dollar game, and now I've saved twenty dollars. Right. I think this is kind of weird. Like you might as well just buy a game. It's weird, but, I don't know, it, but it is nice, though, because, like, if you and, know someone who has it, yeah, like, you don't have to be a, a, a Nintendo Online subscriber to get this deal, if I remember right. I don't know. That's what Nintendo said, I think. Let me double check while I'm thinking of it. I don't know. Oh, but uh, somebody said that, like, if you, you, if you buy something on the eShop, it gives you coins or points or whatever they're called. Yeah. And points. then you can use the coins to buy games right which is nice it's like you can actually buy games with the coins that you earn from buying games it's not like game points in xbox where it means nothing so you apparently the 99.99 is worth 500 coins which is five dollars towards a game i guess yeah so at least that's nice you know free five bucks Okay, so, yeah, you know, you do have to have Nintendo Switch Online. Mm. 100% confirmed. I just looked at the email I got from Nintendo Switch Online. Great. (laughs) So, um, but it's still a good idea. Yeah, I mean. It's it's an okay idea, especially if you happen to be a parent who subscribes to it for your children to use. Yeah, I think it's, it's beneficial for some people, maybe not for everybody. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't do it, but I also don't really buy Switch games. No, we don't buy a lot of titles we just we buy the right titles yeah <laughs> um either way moving on from one switch thing to a new switch thing super mario maker 2 yeah so nintendo hosted a direct event on wednesday this week uh to showcase super mario maker 2 specifically how it will dif- differ from mario maker 1 um it'll release for the switch on june 30th which nope. is june 28 sorry i read 30 June 28th, which is very soon. Yeah. Uh, I read that wrong. My apologies. Um, some of the new changes coming to the um, to Mario Maker 2 are the Angry Sun and its opposite, a moon. Uh, they both have special abilities. 
The um, angry sun just like follows you around and then it gets pissed yeah. off and it kills well, you. If, if you've ever played uh, Mario 3, I believe is where the sun first came out. He Not was sure. in a desert level. And if you took too long in the game, he would start following you and being all pissy. Yeah, so, where the moon does the opposite and it like, I don't know how it activates, but he like, he comes and touches you and then all the enemies die. Right, yeah, there's certain you. different perks. And like if you play with the moon on certain levels, shit gets turned upside down. The ice swirls become slicker. It, it yeah. was, It's actually a pretty neat mechanic. Um, they are adding on-off switches for blocks and other things. So it, if you've played a Mario game, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about when I say on-off switches. So, I mean, if you don't know what an on-off switch in general is, fucking open your eyes. Turn on the lights. Jesus. Um, <laughs> they are adding slopes, snake blocks that follow a path that you can set um, a new desert. Snow, forest, and sky modes, as well as the original modes that were in Mario Maker 1. Uh, new music, remixes of favorites from the series music producer uh, Koji Kondo. He is literally the one who's made all the Mario mm -hmm. music since I, the beginning of time. I appreciate their, their like, ability to stick with that. Yeah, uh, a night mode, which I already mentioned, uh, that changes how courses work. Yep. Uh, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 3, Super Mario Brothers U, and now Super Mario 3D World levels and features, uh, including Cat Mario. Cat Mario. Cat, Cat Mario. Yeah, Cat Bowser has enemies, so you can make worlds more three-dimensioned. Mike, you can play Cat Mario. The, yeah. Oh, my God. Fuck this Mario. This. It's like Mario, but wait, you're a fucking cat! I literally watched that video last night, and I was like, this was a lot funnier when it came out. Where Absolutely. now it just stresses me out a lot how mad he used to get. Oh. But um, yeah, that's it, it's a really jumbled list because they kind of like Sarah and I it watched was a, this together. We watched it and it, they were throwing stuff at you left and right. It was a very jumbled direct video. Yeah, it wasn't really a direct. <laughs> it was an indirect direct. <laughs> Nintendo indirect. Yeah. yeah, it's it was pretty much them being like giving an informative video like Nintendo always does with their directs. But in a way that they were like, we only kind of want you to know what you can do in this game. Speaking of Nintendo Indirects, this is not related to anything. It is kind of game related a little bit. I started listening to this podcast called Badvertising. I love Badvertising. Um, and their second episode, they only have 12 episodes, so it's a pretty new podcast. But their second episode is called Nintendo Indirect. Oh, that's such a good episode, too. I'm really listening to that one. <laughs> and they, they take, in Badvertising, they take an idea and it escalates into something crazy. And they have to try to figure out how to make a product the worst it can possibly be and then figure out how to advertise it to people. So like the first one, they took Coca-Cola as a brand and try to figure out how to make it terrible and then like advertise it to people. The second one is I think there was the December Nintendo Direct that was like really busy and crazy and Smash either was about to come out or had just come out. So they take the idea of Nintendo and try to build off of it and make the craziest thing. And they basically predicted... Like Reggie leaving Nintendo and the Nintendo VR and a whole bunch of stuff. It's crazy it's how so, much they predicted. It's so crazy, but it's so funny. And then at the end, they do this big, like, they throw their own Nintendo Direct. And it sounds like you're talking through a microphone on a stage and it's like echoing. It's so funny. If you want to laugh for like 45 minutes, go look up the second episode of Badvertising. Absolutely. It's so good. 
I mean, all the episodes are good, but that one is like so (laughs) funny. Thanos, for some reason, is working with Nintendo and they're trying to advertise something and it's like, kids these days love computers. And Thanos is like, one of my daughters is a computer. (laughs) It's like, oh my God. (laughs) Holy shit. I didn't even think about that. It's so good. Wow. But uh, yeah. Uh, back onto track like we always Sorry. get back he on. Said, no, n- it's okay. He said Nintendo Indirect, and I was like, wait, hold on, that's a thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one other thing that I didn't mention coming to Mario Maker 2 is multiplayer mode. So there's going to be oh, yeah. a multiplayer co-op mode, and then there's also going to be essentially a battle mode. It's not battling, but it's who can get to the level, end of the level first. There's that, and then there's also, like, you have to work together to fight, to, like, beat a level, which I thought was interesting, yeah. because... That's going to ruin friendships faster than Monopoly and yep. Portal Cooperative Testing Initiative together. An actual Mario Party. <laughs> right. Uh, you can do it either. I don't remember if it said split screen, but I know it did say as long as you have an uh, NSO account. Yep. Or as long as one person has. Oh, yeah. No. Everyone has everyone to has have, have NSO, Mario Maker 2. But only one person has to have a stable internet connection. Right. The other ones could be fucked. So essentially you can still play local but everyone has to have a switch on them. Yeah. That's that. Uh, that's it for Mario Maker 2 stuff. Um, I'm really excited. Oh, uh, I, I'm here. excited. Eh? I'm so excited. But I'm also not. Bosco's excited. Into <laughs> Mar- Oh, there's a story mode too. Oh, yeah, there's a story mode, which is so yeah, weird. For Mario Maker, single player story mode. Story mode? Story mode. Mario I'm just story excited story to see. Mario? I'm excited to see what Ross from Game Grumps is going to do to those poor boys. Because... <laughs> <laughs> he has a history of making them suffer. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I'm not lying this time when I say that's it for Mario Maker. <laughs> it is. Uh, we'll sorry. see it in June. We'll probably see a little bit more uh, yeah. come the 11th on the Nintendo Direct for E3. Uh, Netflix. Uh, Netflix is going to have a panel at the E3 Coliseum to discuss oh. their future ideas with game possibilities. Which My is... favorite game developer, Netflix. Yeah. yeah. I love that they're breaking into a completely new... Right. Environment. So here's the thing. Before it's closing, Telltale was working on a Stranger Things game. And since Netflix owns the IP for Stranger Things, they took the game back once Telltale closed and have been holding on to it, likely hoping to find another developer to work on the game. Yep. So maybe this means that they're going to open up their own studio. I do know that they are planning a lot more game-related series, whether it be single episodes or a movie. They have, uh, I think they have an interactive Minecraft movie right now. They do. The the Minecraft movie, Minecraft story mode thing, whatever it is. Like, apparently, like, kids really like it. They think it's really fun. Bandersnatch was surprisingly great. It really was. I didn't think I was going to have as great of a time. And then two days went by and I had played through i think all of the endings see and i don't do black mirror because it freaks me out bandersnatch wasn't that bad it was a mind fuck though um i think that they have something there with the interactive choose your own adventure i don't really grills one too oh my god it's up right now (gasps) can you choose to make him drink his own piss i hope so i didn't see it but like (laughs) i think the little tab for it on netflix like at least on the playstation it's a moving tab oh shit so it's like him like rappelling down into the little screen. And oh, all that shit. that's fun! You because you have the big s- computer screen. You should. I think it was on Game Rant, the news about the Netflix show because they have screenshots from Telltale's development of the game, 
and it is terrifying. It, I'm going to see if I can find it really quick so we can see on this tiny screen because it's, ow, it's terrifying. I think I remember it. Netflix. Game rant. I remember it being a terrible website. So it's either Game Rant or Game Ranks. No shade, but your websites are terrible. Full shade. E3. Bless you. I think it was this one. The screenshots from their um, development, it's terrifying. Everybody's got huge bug eyes, and it's like, how did you let this happen? Holy shit. Look at this. Oh, boy. It's terrifying. So it's on Game Ranks. That's why I forgot because it's the extra bad website. Game Ranks. Look up Game Ranks Netflix. And it's like, it's terrifying. They look like horrible monsters. Why would you? I've never seen Stranger Things, but I love. That's some uncanny valley shit. I love all of the actor, uh, most of the actors that are in it. And it's like, why would you do them so dirty like this? Like, what did any of so, them ever do to you? There's a couple of things that I, I've now learned and would like to bring up oh god uh, thing one did you know take a wild guess when was netflix founded 2000 2004 1997 what founded in 1997 but started expanding into streaming media in 2007 alongside their dvds uh when international 2010 and entered con uh, content production in 2012 so 2010 to 2012, right? So in that range, that was around when we first like started getting into, oh, I can stream media mm -hmm. at home. I can stream movies and it's not total shit quality, but yeah. it's still kind of because that's we we're still transitioning from DSL to cable. Oh, yeah. In that in those days. Now, in 2011, Ernest Klein wrote Ready Player One in the early stages of that. And for those that have read the book, not those that have seen the movie, because it was one of those things that got clipped from the movie. Um, they, a couple of the challenges from the book were syncing up with famous cl classic films from the eighties mm -hmm. and matching them line for line, delivering them with the right inflection. And those were in the book later on copyrighted as flick syncs huh. and new interactive type of media. And I think it's interesting that Netflix, I don't know who I want to credit more with this Netflix or telltale for really bridging the gap between what's a movie and what's a game. And I think Netflix is a good home for the new type of like interactive, choose your own ending storytelling yeah. medium. I don't think it's going to become a thing where like, Oh, all Hollywood films are going to come out and they're going to be a choose your own ending. Yeah. But I think there's going to be a rise in this type of storytelling. Yeah. I'm, I was very unsure about it until I, until Bandersnatch, until I played Bandersnatch. And then I was like, okay, actually this works really well. Cause I use the Netflix app on our TV using my TV remote, not even like the PS4 where I was like, it makes sense. And it was very easy to do. I think I could probably do the Minecraft one just because I hate myself, but I, I think that there's a place for it. I don't think I it's think that Netflix crazy. Is the place for it. I think that's honestly crazy. I remember in 2010, um, I got access to Netflix for the first time ever and i was watching doctor who i think we had a free month trial so i binge watched doctor who and i was like i wonder what other shows are on here this is amazing because at my mother's house at the time all we had was just like basic cable yeah and i was like this is crazy and all the shows i wanted to watch were still like 
this is only available on DVD. This is only available on DVD. And it just wasn't going to work out. And I was like, man, I can't believe, like, I wish that I want to know who uses Netflix now to get the DVDs instead. Your grandmother would exactly be that Um, person. She used to be. Now she (laughs) only uses the streaming. When we first started dating, Annabelle was using Netflix strictly for DVD because she didn't have any of the consoles or anything able to do streaming. Right, right. So she it wasn't was a thing DVD. like when Morgan and I first moved in together, the only thing we really owned that could do it was my Wii. <laughs> yeah, like she had a Wii, but the, like the Internet up there was so garbage. Oh, yeah. That she's like, it's not even worth it. Yeah. So she did. Yeah, we had the Wii. And then like two weeks later, I bought a PS3. <laughs> yeah. Ten we could live years like ago, that. I first got Netflix. And I'm going to say it on the podcast just because like I don't want it to be lost in the annals of history uh, of time. But I still remember the first thing I ever watched on Netflix was Control Alt Delete. It was oh my a, God, I remember when that was on. I don't know. Uh, leave a comment if you've seen that movie. It's basically just a dude that fucks computers. Yep. Drill a hole in the side and fuck the shit out of it, and that's yep. how you save the world because he fucked a database. Wow. Like, yeah, it's a weird one. Mine was Doctor Who, so I feel like I have a little bit of a leg up on you, but not by much. And then, of course, I learned about such great shows as like the IT Crowd, mm-hmm. which I'm that still. That was the first show. It's I ever so hard to convince Netflix. people. It's so hard to convince people to watch it because the humor is so good, and a lot of the references are real good. And I love the show, but even I don't particularly care for the canned laughter. And a lot of people, that's what stops them from watching it in the first I place. I particularly don't care for their creator. Creator. Oh, he's a horrible mm. person. But like he doesn't Separate make the artist from the art, I guess. Yeah, he, exactly. He, the fact that he doesn't he makes maybe fractions of pennies every time we, I watch the show is the only reason why I'm still like, yeah, I'll still watch it. Oh, every time it comes back up on Netflix or even on Hulu, I'm like, oh, yeah, we're watching it. Yeah. yeah. For three weeks. Yep. Yeah. I put off watching the series finale because it was on Hulu for a long time. I put off watching it because I didn't want it to be over. <laughs> Like, I still like H.P. Lovecraft, despite I was a horrible racist. Oh, my God. (laughs) Every meme about his cat's name, which was the N-word, every meme about it where they're like, his name was, his name was, we're going to move on. (laughs) It's so funny. It's not funny, but it's funny. (laughs) Yeah. So on that, unless you guys have anything else to add, that is it for our news and banter for the week. Mm, more banter. This, yeah. I'm going to have to call this the banter snatch episode. Yeah. Thank you, um, <laughs> Vidiots, for listening in and subscribing to our Patreon. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much to AJ Baki, Static Crowbar, and Eileen Hubbard for your support on Patreon. If you guys want to leave your support on Patreon in, in the form of dollars, yeah, you can two. do that. Being and you, yeah, I didn't ask for a tier. dime. Yeah, it's two dollars. If we do have, we asked like, for twenty dimes. Damn it! <laughs> we have like exclusive stuff that you only get if you subscribe, right? So like, and not much, nothing special. It's gonna but, get better. We just started with the exclusive right, stuff, but we so already like, do have like a thing, which is fun. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't remember what it is. Uh, it's us talking about oh, yeah. our experience with um erotica. Right. <laughs> so there's that. Right. Um. We should do another special episode for specifically for our Patreon followers where we talk about some of the worst um, adult film adaptations based on video game or pop culture. Oh, God. Because we could be there's there for, a lot of them. Yeah, we could be there for days. <sighs> Strokemon. Anyway, I'll see you guys <laughs> next week. <laughs> we'll see you again next week. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, happy gaming. See ya.
This Week in Gaming is a Yadude Gamers production. Pre-production planning and show outline by Sarah Green. On-air organization and mediation by Morgan. Post-production audio and mixing by me, Josh Needham. If you enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends. And check out our other podcasts, AV Underground, a show where Watson and myself discuss the struggles of getting started as a content creator. We often interview up-and-coming streamers, writers, photographers, and other content creators about their thoughts on getting started. Or Health and Mana, where Annabelle and I review multiplayer games and discuss how gaming ties into our relationship. This podcast has been brought to you by the support of our Patreon backers. To become a backer and show your support for the show, or to find out more about Yadude and what we do, check out yadudegamers.com. And hey, thanks. Thanks.